This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 371, on being disconnected in a connected world, and on expectations, by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com. Hey there, and happy Monday. I'm Joss Marie, and I'm here to try and help you optimize your relationships by bringing you some of the best relationship blogs we can find. And I actually narrate the episodes just like an audiobook five days a week, so you can literally jump around from one post to another and press pause whenever necessary. And to make sure you get all the new episodes sent to your phone, simply hit the subscribe button. But with that, let's get into Aaron's two posts today and start optimizing your life. On Being Disconnected in a Connected World by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com Human Connection We've gone to war for it, fallen in love for it, killed for it, and died for it. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to connect with each other in mere seconds. Text messages, phone calls, email, Facebook messages, tweets, and Instagram photos. If we want to reach out to anyone at any point in our day, we can. We are connected through every cable, wire, and Wi-Fi signal in whatever part of the world we live in. Except, we have forgotten how to connect with each other on a human level. We have replaced coffee and tea dates with Skype calls, text messages for phone calls, three-line emails for handwritten letters. The binary code stripping away much of the emotion, leaving gaps and holes for miscommunication. Our blog posts replacing deep, meaningful conversations where we have to look someone in the eye and feel something. Our screens lighting up our faces, but not our hearts. Social media showing us the lives we should be living and making us forget just how wonderfully glorious our own life is. We are connected, but alone in our living rooms, bedrooms, and offices. Tablets in our hands instead of the soft, warm touch of another human's hands. Phone notifications making us react with more energy and excitement than we do for the people right in front of us. Spending more time picking out the right phone case for our newest human appendage than we do picking out birthday gifts. We LOL and ha-ha, but we sit by ourselves, staring emotionless at our devices. We overuse emoticons to hold on tightly to the idea that we are indeed emotional. We hide behind passive-aggressive Facebook posts and unfollow or unfriend instead of communicating and working out a problem. Our responses are perfectly edited to be as humorous and cheeky and clever and sarcastic as possible before hitting send. We stew for hours over something someone wrote, even though we got it terribly wrong. Connected, but not. Together, but not. Feeling more alone than ever, more misunderstood than ever, more resentful than ever. 
But it's not all bad news. Our digital voices and imprints and footprints are vitally important. We have the opportunity right now to make change in a big way. We have access to resources and people that we never did before. It just requires the conscious choice to utilize the tools and not forego the human connection in the meantime. To ask your friend for coffee instead of feeling like hastily written Facebook messages is a sufficient replacement. To remember that there are real human hearts on the other end of every digital encounter. That we're all still human beings. And right now, the time between hitting send or post or publish and filtering our thoughts and words has been reduced to mere seconds. We don't see faces to see how our words landed. We don't hold ourselves responsible for how the message is received on the other end. Before we hit send or post or publish, let's take a pause, a deep breath, a moment to think about what the other person on the end may really need and connect. On Expectations by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com Expectations. How does that word make you feel? For me, it is twofold. Number one, when I expect things of others, hopeful and idealistic. Number two, when others expect things of me, nervous to disappoint. From Wikipedia, quote, In the case of uncertainty, expectation is what is considered the most likely to happen. An expectation, which is a belief that is centered on the future, may or may not be realistic. A less advantageous result gives rise to the emotion of disappointment. If something happens that is not at all expected, it is a surprise. An expectation about the behavior or performance of another person expressed to that person may have the nature of a strong request or an order. End quote. Whoosh. It's a loaded, heavy word with sometimes exuberant and positive emotions attached to it, and sometimes negative and heavy emotions attached to it. One of the other words that is closely tied to expectations is realistic. This one word is the word that I believe deserves the focus. This one idea is what can change a disappointment into a win. Take a look at any of your current relationships. It could be a friendship, a working relationship, or a romantic relationship. Think about what it is that you expect of that person. Not just surface level, but really, truly expect of them. Now, think about what is realistic. What can they realistically provide for you, and how might that be out of alignment with your current expectations of them? For example, in my own life, I have a lot on my plate. I both love it and at times strongly dislike how busy I am, but it is what it is and that is my reality. When new things come into my life or when old things shift, I am honest with all people involved about my availability, my time restraints, and my limitations. However, it often happens that the other person's expectations of me versus what it is I am providing is skewed. When this happens, even though I am stepping up in a big way, given my described and declared limitations, the other person is often disappointed, which leaves me feeling terrible about the exchange. High expectations can cause people to overlook the effort, which often leads to a breakdown in the relationship. If you find yourself feeling disappointed in people, look inward instead of outward. How might your expectations of that person be skewing your perception of their efforts? If you lowered your expectations to a more realistic space, would you find yourself standing in gratitude for the other person instead? Would you be able to look at their efforts as being a positive given their reality? My challenge for you is to look at your relationships, all of them. Instead of going in with high expectations and being left disappointed, 
lower your expectations to a more realistic level, and then look at the relationship again through that lens. You just might find that you can appreciate the other person more and the value they add instead of immediately going to disappointment. You just might find that they've been stepping up in a big way for them all along. Gratitude over disappointment. Love over resentment. You just listened to the post titled, On Being Disconnected in a Connected World, and On Expectations, by Aaron Blasky of AaronBlasky.com. Wow, I love Aaron's advice about expectations. If we just step back, lower our expectations, and look at our relationships through a new shifted lens, we may see everything entirely different and with more gratitude. It's all about perspective, right? So thanks so much to Aaron for letting me share these with you. But with that, let's hit the road. Thanks so much for joining me here today. And hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow with a post from Eddie Corbano, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.